the connecting with people genuinely, I would say is not vastly different than we think about DMs on Instagram or instant messenger on Facebook. It's, it's a similar concept about being authentic and reaching out to the right people for the right reasons and not trying to hard sell them or hard sell yourself like within original communications, right? So I am really excited for today's episode because it covers a lot of ground on something that used to really intimidate me. And I have to be honest here, and maybe it intimidates you a little bit. How many of you really know how to use LinkedIn? Well, if you don't, no more worries because today's guest is here to hack everything LinkedIn for us and she gives us so many good tips and tricks on how to use LinkedIn to scale and grow our business. Now, I am talking about Rebecca Vertucci. She is the Senior Customer Success Manager at LinkedIn and the founding member of Women at LinkedIn, which helps elevate the conversation around diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Rebecca is also the founder of the Vertucci Group, which provides coaching, workshops, and online programs that is all LinkedIn related for entrepreneurs and business leaders. Now, today's episode is a good one and I don't want you to miss a second of it. So make sure to remember to go to juliesolomon.net forward slash 126 to download a free transcript of today's episode. Again, that's juliesolomon.net slash 126. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Rebecca. It's so great to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I am so excited for you to be on here because you are the LinkedIn guru. (laughs) Um, You know, LinkedIn in and out, you know how amazing it is. And it is a platform too, that I, even for me, I know that conceptually it is fantastic. However, I haven't implemented it into my business to the degree in which I should. And I know that my audience have, haven't either. Um, but I know that it, that we are totally missing out of, uh, in this game and how beneficial it can be for influencers. So I'm so excited for you to kind of dive in and share with us the greatness that is LinkedIn and, and how you kind of lead that. Um, so if we want to kind of get started, just share a little bit more about your journey, why LinkedIn, how you got into doing what you do and, and, and how that's led to your own business with the Vertucci group. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I will say that I've been a LinkedIn fan probably since the beginning. And part of that is because I was in recruiting for the onset of my career. So after I graduated college, I moved to New York City. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I just know that I wanted to live in the city and figure something out. And I got into recruiting kind of on accident, I joke. And back then, you know, actually it was like 15 years ago, Monster was new and Career Builder was new and LinkedIn was new on the scene in order to like make money and be successful in my career, I had to kind of figure this out. And it was just such an underutilized platform and I got so much value out of it. And so ultimately in my recruiting career, I kind of transitioned into career services and career coaching. And I found that a lot of job seekers really didn't know how to use LinkedIn, how to get the most out of it. So I started teaching LinkedIn workshops in the city, both live and virtual 
or at first just like friends and family in my network, but people who were ultimately job seekers. And I actually got tapped on the shoulder by LinkedIn. They kind of saw what I was doing and they were starting out a new team to come work at LinkedIn in the New York office to help recruiters and hiring managers at corporations use LinkedIn to find and hire talent. So I've been an employee of LinkedIn for over six years. I work with global companies helping their HR and recruitment teams. And so the breadth of my career for about 15 years has really been that, that career development HR piece. And in that, I started my own business, the Vertucci Group, which is really a speaking and coaching business. And I found that, hey, as an entrepreneur, I kind of need to figure out this online marketing and branding and personal brand piece myself in order to really grow my own career. And LinkedIn has been an integral part of that. And as I met fellow entrepreneurs or even career transitioners that were wanting to start their own business, I found that there was a lot of overwhelm and confusion about LinkedIn, about how to get the most out of it, what they should be doing. And I found an opportunity to really teach business owners this and entrepreneurs and and new entrepreneurs how to get the most out of the platform. So it's been a a fun and long journey. and, And I do know all things LinkedIn, but I find that a lot of what we do on LinkedIn is really transferable to really any social strategy. That is is so incredible of just, I want to kind of say, because it just, what I love about that is that you kind of took, and I think what I'm trying to say is like, where Mm -hmm. everyone else was zigging, you zagged. Mm. That makes sense. Like, yeah, that's what was kind of coming up for me that it was like, you saw how you could bring your gifts and your strategy into that and kind of just like went for it. Um, So how does that parlay into the landscape of online influence and online marketing that we see today? Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of training when you're a business entrepreneur, online entrepreneur, there's so much information out there for you across social platforms. How can you use Facebook? How can you use Instagram, Twitter, all of the things, but I I don't see a lot of it around LinkedIn. And what I do see is I feel like not always the best um, advice. And so what I think happens is that entrepreneurs feel really overwhelmed. And I would say even corporate professionals that I work with every day in the HR space also feel overwhelmed. LinkedIn is one of those platforms that has so much to offer and is really untapped, but is confusing and overwhelming. Like it's the truth. And I think a lot of social platforms are, but certainly LinkedIn is no different. And so I think people put up some roadblocks for themselves on what to do. And I just found that I was, as I was getting into the online space and meeting fellow entrepreneurs and people heard that I worked at LinkedIn or that I taught LinkedIn, they would be like, Oh, you know, I just... I feel like my ideal client probably is there. I feel like I could be doing something, but I just don't know what to do and I don't even know where to get started. Mm. So with that said, how do you kind of fuse the work that you do into that next step? Well, you know, I have a YouTube show where I do a lot of training and uh, education around LinkedIn for personal use and for business use. And I love teaching LinkedIn. So that's like a fun outlet for me on YouTube. And then I have a lot of free resources. But what I parlay that into is either workshops and training or one-to-one coaching or helping organizations with LinkedIn and really demystifying uh, what are the the tactical step-by-step things to be doing on the platform that are really going to have the largest impact. And I will say it's, it's not anything that's rocket science or different than what we're probably doing on other social platforms. But I think some of those basics go overlooked because 
again, people don't know where to get started. So I really help people with uh, getting their personal brand going. So like through their personal profile, getting their company pages going, which is really crucial, just like it is on Facebook and other platforms. And then thinking about their content strategy. Like what is the content that really resonates on LinkedIn? What is it that you know this audience is really looking for? And how does that relate to your message and your brand and your ideal client? And then really helping people. The biggest secret sauce of LinkedIn beyond all of that, which again, I think is really transferable to any platform, is the ability to one-to-one network and build business relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most untapped resource. And so if you think about what it takes to grow a business, whether it's finding clients or finding fellow people in your industry, fellow influencers, or even you know people that could potentially uh, be in, I would say, publicity, like helping you with like getting featured on blogs or their podcasts, et cetera. Like LinkedIn is such a great way to find those people and build those relationships in an authentic way. And I think it's easier than other platforms. Absolutely. And you know, I'm going to have to have you walk us through all that in just a minute and talk strategy. But first, I would love for you to share what are some of the biggest myths or objections, mm-hmm. if you will, when it comes to LinkedIn? Because again, like, you, like you're saying, you're, you're laying the foundation for us already um, in this conversation. But still, what even comes up for me is like, I know that my audience, even though they know conceptually that they should be on LinkedIn, and even I tell them, like, if you want to get brand deals, for example, you can find the brand contacts on LinkedIn far faster and easier than you could say Googling or DMing a bunch of people on Instagram or Facebook. I mean, all of those avenues can happen, but LinkedIn is really kind of where it's at. But for some reason, just a lot of people still don't use it. So what are the biggest myths and objections that you find and how can people kind of overcome that? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest ones I hear a lot is that it's a B2B site. So that if you are not selling products and services to other businesses, that it's not really the right platform for you. So I hear that one a lot. Um, I and and what I'll say to that, just as I like demystify myths that I'm hearing, <laughs> is that you know, LinkedIn has over 600 million members and we still grow at two new members every single second. And when you think about the types of people that are on LinkedIn, yes, they are probably going to like a a Monday through Friday, nine to five jobs. They probably do work in the corporate workforce, but that doesn't mean that they're not your ideal client or or that you can only sell into businesses. It means that there's hundreds of millions of people like you and I uh, that go to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that they're kind of networking maybe in a little bit of a different way on that platform, but it's not that they're not consuming content or that they're not, that you're not able to market to them or build relationships with them. Another myth that I hear is that it's an older demographic. So people that are 40 and older, that it's not really a millennial demographic. Um, recent college grads and millennials is the fastest growing demographic on LinkedIn. They certainly are there. I just think how we reach them and how we engage them on that platform is a little bit different. And I would just say that whatever age group you're looking for, whoever your ideal client is, I promise you within 600 million members, they're there. So I think it's just about thinking of it actually from a quality perspective versus a quantity perspective. And I think that's where people get hung up and a little bit overwhelmed. You know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, they do. They have a lot more members, billions of members. And so quantity becomes like a strategy on those platforms. And that isn't a strategy that I recommend on LinkedIn. I recommend quality relationships and quality client engagements in a little bit of a different way than you would use if you were going after like a quantity play. Oh, yeah. 
My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. Good, good, good. Because those, those are the myths and objections that I hear as well. Um, so I'm glad that you kind of busted those for us. Really. So, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully yes. we're getting through. <laughs> okay, so now let's like let's let's bring it back to basics. So I would love if we can just do a little strategy session right now. So let's say um, we can use you know I, I'll create a a mythical person, but someone that I think is in my audience. So let's say that we have someone who has been a blogger influencer for a while, an entrepreneur, um, or maybe they're just starting out and they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on Pinterest, you know, they may dabble in Twitter and maybe they have a LinkedIn account, but they're like, I haven't looked at that thing since I graduated. (laughs) So walk me through, what are the first steps that I should do? What are the, you know, if you could list, you know, three key components when it comes to creating an account, what needs to be absolutely, um, you know, taken care of, what should we look out for? Maybe like hidden tips that we may not be able to see just kind of signing in, but you think like you absolutely need to make sure that this is covered. Yeah. Great question. And I think what's awesome about that, that idea of like who's in your audience and probably listening to this is that so much of the work that they had to do in order to get on Facebook or create their own website or, you know, be on Pinterest or any of these other social platforms is completely transferable to LinkedIn. And so it's not really about recreating the wheel or doing something that you've never done before. It's just about translating that and bringing that information to a new platform. And so with LinkedIn, the basic, the most important thing, the first step is absolutely your personal profile. And personal profiles are are the sort of the number one activity on LinkedIn. And what I mean by that is that the number one activity is like viewing each other's profiles, reaching out to each other and that that sort of relationship building piece. And so you want your personal profile to be that record where people can get to know, like, and trust you, which as a business entrepreneur, influencer, you're already doing on these other platforms and on your website. So I kind of like to think about that personal profile as being the about me page on your website. So if you think about your personal brand and like what you communicate to your audience about who you are and like why they want to work with you instead of somebody else that does exactly what you do, that's your personal brand. And so translating that to your personal profile, I think is is pretty you know simple and straightforward. You want to make sure that your photo and your headline and your summary on that personal profile is really 
uh, within brand and exactly kind of what you're communicating about who you are to the world on all of these other platforms. And having that in place is so important because whatever you do from a content perspective or from a networking perspective, will be tied back to that personal profile. And you have such an amazing opportunity on that profile because you can kind of, you know, put your picture up and your your summary, talk about yourself, but you can also include rich media. So when we think about the content that we produce as entrepreneurs, which is so much content, you can start to bring some of those key pieces into your profile. So if you have a YouTube channel and you've made videos, or if you do regular podcasting, if you have like blogs that you put out, you can put those pieces of rich media directly on your personal profile. So if somebody lands on that, wants to learn about you, what a great opportunity they can can see your entire brand in one place. So once we kind of do that yep. and like get get the basics, if you will, how do we strategically and I don't know if correctly is the right word, but strategically and correctly, I'm just gonna say <laughs> that, connect <laughs> with people. Yeah. So I, I think it's strategically correctly. And I would say efficiently, because I think what, what, what I think people do is they get overwhelmed, right. With like, Oh, I tried this once and it didn't work or, um, yeah, you know, all, all of that, which we all, our mind plays those tricks on us for everything that we do. And so I think it's about, um, the, the connecting with people genuinely, I would say is not vastly different than we think about DMs on Instagram or instant messenger on Facebook. It's, it's a similar concept about being authentic and reaching out to the right people for the right reasons and not trying to hard sell them or hard sell yourself like within original communications, right? So <laughs> part of how I actually, Julia, I came to be on your podcast was because um, somebody who works on your team saw me do a Facebook Live about this, about how I feel like there's so much bad information about how to go about one-to-one communicating with people on LinkedIn and like reaching out to them. Because I've been getting so many messages lately, which is like somebody like connects with me on LinkedIn. And then like the first message they send to me is like hardcore sales pitch about like their business and how they can help me and my business. But it's like clearly a template. It's clearly all about them, has nothing to do with me. And really like they didn't look at my business and it's just obvious, right? You can tell that we can all tell that when we get those kind of messages. So the number one piece of advice that I give about direct messaging anyone, regardless of the platform that you use, is to really put yourself in those receiving shoes. So if you're the one receiving this message, how would you respond to this? How would it make you feel? We all get messages all the time, whether it's in our inbox or on social media. And we know when someone's authentic or like wanting to connect with us for genuine reasons versus when they're not. And I just think putting that lens on sometimes takes away a little bit of that overwhelm of like, oh yeah, like I'm reaching out to another human being. Let me speak to them like I would in real life instead of trying to think about the perfect way to sell them. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. And it's what's coming up for me too, is that a lot of times with the Instagram platform, we talk about, you know, in in order to engage, you have to be engaging and you have to connect with people. And what you're saying is that it's, it's essentially the same thing in LinkedIn. You have to talk to someone as if they're a human being, but what are some quick prompts? Like if it's, if it's a cold connection, if you will, if it's someone that you've never reached out to before, how would you go about making that connection on on LinkedIn? Is there something that you would recommend saying or not saying? Yeah. So I think what what I see really working well is providing um, what I would call like solutions or service like 
content that you are probably already doing in your business. So if you're really reaching out to the right people on LinkedIn, if we're thinking specifically about potential new clients or customers or students that we would be reaching out to, kind of that relationship. And I do think, you know, creating cold contacts on LinkedIn is a really good strategy and having as many contacts as you can that are kind of potentially your ideal client, I think is really smart. You want that first message to bring value to them, right? So thank you so much for connecting with me on LinkedIn. I really love looking at your profile, maybe mention something specific about their profile or something that you learned about them. My assumption is that some of the content that I offer on my podcast or on my YouTube show could really be a value with to you. I would love to share with you if you think this could be a value, you know, to anyone you know. It's also a referral site. So I always recommend to people like reach out to that person, build sort of an authentic relationship, but also ask the ask. Like if you know anyone that this might apply to, or if you think there's anybody else that could be helped by this content, please feel free to share it with them. And I think that that's sort of, you're talking about what you do and you're promoting your brand and your business, but you're not trying to sell them on a product or service. You're not trying to get them to do something other than view a piece of content, right? And so I think if you feel like it's really providing value to them because you've connected with them for the right reasons, you know, 50%, maybe 80 to 90% of people are going to be like, oh, that's great. They might not respond back to you. They might look at the content, but they're not going to feel offended by it. They're not going to be turned off by it. Totally. And then I had a question about the messages on there. Um, Mm -hmm. And this kind of relates to the content. I've noticed a lot of times that I'll get kind of just the auto responses and like, you know, you have them in Facebook and that sort of thing too, but everyone's like, uh, congrats on your work anniversary. And I'm just kind of like, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) So what would you say? Are you pro automated responses on LinkedIn or against automated responses? Well, I think what LinkedIn tries to do, which is true for a lot of other uh, platforms too, is they try to make one-to-one engagement easier. So they have these prompts and tools so that we're reminded to reach out to people and, and stay in contact and build relationship. So what I would say is like, if you're logging into LinkedIn and you're seeing that in your feed that somebody say does have a work anniversary or they have a birthday, I wouldn't just always send them for the sake of sending them. But for people that you are in like a business relationship with, or that you haven't maybe talked to in a while that you do want to stay in touch with, send a customized message, but on the same topic, like, Hey, I saw a prompt on LinkedIn. It's your work anniversary. I thought that was really cool. Congrats. What are you up to these days? Keep it simple, like it's the same thing, but don't make it feel like it's a template. And I would say that's true just for anything that you're doing. You know, like people point. know when something is automated and templated, they feel that. And so, to the extent that you can customize, I always recommend it. Yeah. And maybe even having like a template kind of as a backbone structure to give you yeah. a, to save a little bit of time, but just like adding that little bit of that personal element in there, I think is huge. And um, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to do that at scale. Like, like you said, like have a template or have something, but it applies to a lot of people. And so you're not recreating the wheel every time, but you're, you're feeling authentic in how you're communicating. I love that. Um, I want to talk about the free version of LinkedIn versus the uh, premium or the paid version. What are the differences and what's just your your personal takeaway on that? Because a lot of times people ask me like, should I keep the free one? Should I keep the paid one? Yeah. I would love your thoughts. Yeah, I know. I love that question. I get it a lot too. And I do have an episode on my YouTube show just about that because I do get that question so much. And what I'll say is that there's a lot that we can all be doing on LinkedIn for free. Like everything that you and I are talking about today is available for free. So you're, you know, being able to really have a strong profile, connect with people, um, send them messages, share your content, et cetera, even create your own company page. 
all can be done for free. So what I say to people is do as much as you can do for free, really maximize the free tool first and get comfortable with it, navigate, like overcome your own objections and challenges and overwhelm and really get comfortable with the platform. And then if you find that in your um, sort of strategy that you're hitting roadblocks with either sending connection requests or sending messages, that is the value of the premium account. The premium accounts, and there's a few different versions based on sort of your objectives, but it's really about the messaging capability. It's about you're really kind of buying your monthly subscription so that you can message people that you're not connected to. So that is one thing that's a little bit different about LinkedIn than other platforms. You can't just message anyone. You have to be first degree connected with them or you have to be in a group with them. Mm. LinkedIn has millions of groups just like Facebook. And so, um, you know, I do recommend that people join groups um, in order to kind of expand their network and obviously make new first degree connections. But if you're second degree or third degree, um, you would need those paid and mail credits in order to message people. I kind of, you know, what I coach people to do though, is I, I say, don't do that to start. Don't just buy it thinking it's going to make your life easier. If you don't have the basics and you're not doing as much as you can on the free, you're kind of throwing in your money in a way that's not going to really make any difference in my opinion. And then with that, once you kind of, I guess, would you say like take maybe three months to just like kind of like really consistently try it out and kind of get your footing and then decide, okay, I want to pay. Okay. Yeah. And again, I would do it if you're, if part of your strategy is to consistently be sending messages and you're hitting roadblocks with that for some reason. Mm. The other way I would think about using in, you know, um, advertising dollars on LinkedIn or budget towards LinkedIn is on the company pages and the paid ads. So the premium membership is like your individual membership for your one-to-one messaging is the way that I would think about that. And then, and that's like a monthly subscription and you're getting a certain number of emails and you can make decisions about how many you want and what you want to spend. On the company pages, so for everyone who is an entrepreneur that has a business, I do recommend having your own company page. And it's very similar to the structure of Facebook, which is on your company page is the place where you can put ad dollars behind um, you know, content that you're posting. And so it honestly, I'm actually going to have some upcoming LinkedIn episodes on this on my YouTube channel, because I think the past ad structure on LinkedIn was so different than what it is today that people kind of put up a lot of roadblocks about what was possible with advertising on LinkedIn versus like where we actually are today. Um, and you know, video ads and, um, you know, kind of like, paid pieces of content or opt-ins or lead generation, anything that you're doing over on Facebook and Instagram, you can do on LinkedIn as well. I will say that the the budget can be as little as $10 a day um, and that you're going to spend a little bit more per lead on LinkedIn than you're going to do on those other platforms. But if again, if you're thinking about quality versus quantity, the leads that you're going to get, and I hear this from all of my clients and clients of clients and friends of friends, is like the, the quality of lead is much higher. So if you're thinking about investing dollars into LinkedIn, I would get comfortable with the company pages, the sponsored, I mean the the content that you're putting out and think about ways to sponsor that content to get in front of your ideal audience because you can do really robust targeting. You can upload your email list. You can kind of do all the same things you can do on Facebook. That is so awesome. Um, okay. I'm like, I have, I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> I have one, uh, a few more questions. Yeah, you can post on LinkedIn just as you do on Facebook. Um, and it's like actually on your main page. I think it's called like, uh, 
create a post or start a post or something. Mm -hmm. But then right below that, it says, write an article on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I would love to know your thoughts on the differences between those. What are their benefits? What are their uses? And how can we best use that? Yeah, absolutely. So a post is what I would think about as like a status update, like a sentence or two. You're at an event, you want to post a picture, you want to thank somebody, you want to at somebody. It's kind of like a status update, like a quick hit. And then the long form posting, I would equate to blogging. I would equate it to being able to have like a thought leadership piece, really be able to like put together your thoughts on a specific topic. You can include rich media. You can kind of do anything that you would do on a blog. The difference between the two is that when you post a status update, Hey, I'm at this event and I'm doing this and here's a post, you know, a picture that's really going to go to your network. It's going to go to people that you're first degree connected to. The the long form posting, the publishing platform is a worldwide web of blogging. And, and basically based on the keywords that you're using, the hashtags that you're using, I would equate it to a YouTube or you know even an Instagram where people could come upon that content regardless of whether or not they're following you, regardless of whether or not they know you. And so you want to think about that in the same way that you think about your you know, longer form pieces of content. And so one thing I recommend, and I see a lot of people do that I think works really well, is if you have your own blog, your own podcast, your own YouTube show, anywhere that you're putting out your weekly content, I would create long form posts on LinkedIn that are like a summary of that and link to that or have the same call to action or the same resources as that. And, you know, just kind of, you're not recreating the wheel, but you're just making sure that it's going into that audience. Because I will say that unless you're a major influencer and like really killing it in your business, to be able to get your content in front of potentially 600 million people that are seeking that content out intentionally, um, it's going to be hard to do because you're kind of relying on your own traffic and your own branding, right? So kind of throwing that into LinkedIn, it's the co- viewing content is the number two activity on LinkedIn. It's, it's the world's largest content aggregator. So I would think about even if it was twice a month, every week with your current episode, whatever you're doing, thinking about how to leverage those long-form posts just to be another avenue to push traffic back to your source of content that you're putting out on a regular basis. And when you talked about the keywords in the articles, is, is there an algorithm behind that? Is there certain keywords that work better than others in terms of just sticking out among the saturation? What's great is that when you're on your homepage of LinkedIn, on the right hand side, they'll show like articles that are trending, topics that are trending, hashtags that are trending. So those do tend to be a little bit really like business or executive in nature, just the things that are trending. But what I'll say is that it's very similar to an Instagram or a YouTube where you want to use keywords and hashtags that are related to the content because people follow certain hashtags and certain um, keywords to get that content and the system will feed it up to you. So like when I go to even do a status update or share like my, my weekly YouTube episode, based on what I've written in that, at the bottom, just like YouTube does, it'll recommend hashtags to you based on the content. And so you just want to look at what LinkedIn is recommending, hit as many as you can. And basically it's feeding up to you hashtags that people 
are following and want to hear about. So a lot of content, as an example, that I put out is around career development. I work specifically with career transitioners. And so I'll talk about, um, you know, how to make that pivot. And, every, you know, not every YouTube episode, I have a lot of YouTube episodes that are for career transitioners and then a lot that are for entrepreneurs. But in every episode, I have a specific thing that I'm talking about. Um, and I'll, in my like post, I'll talk about the content and then LinkedIn system will say, oh, you're talking about cover letters. You're talking about job seeking. You're talking about blah, blah. blah. And it like lists like 10 or 12 hashtags and keywords that I should use. And so I always incorporate those because that's coming from the system. It's data that people are searching on that they want. So when you think about like keywords everywhere or things that you might be doing on YouTube or for your blog for SEO, it's the same concept. And LinkedIn is helping you flush that out and feeding to you the data that's going to be most useful for you. And so would you say that LinkedIn is a search engine optimizer, like a YouTube and a Google? 100%. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And Pinterest. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, we talked, we talked articles, we talked posting, we talked hashtags, um, (laughs) anything that we have not covered yet that you feel needs to be shared regarding LinkedIn specifically? Well, I think the other thing we talked about relationship building as it's associated possibly to your ideal client or like finding people, you know, on the platform that might want to hear your content. But I would also just add that when you're thinking about building your business, there's all kinds of people that you can find on LinkedIn. So maybe you want to find podcasters, influencers, maybe you want to find bloggers and writers that you know you can kind of pitch to, which I know is what you teach, obviously. And so thinking about pitching yourself, I think LinkedIn is one of the best tools to find those right people. I'm a public speaker, keynote speaker. So I think about meeting planners and conference planners, building those relationships. But then also other people that are in my field. So because I have a YouTube show, I love to find other people that are career and business experts and that have like a good following that I can collaborate with so that like I can speak to their audience, they can speak to my audience. So I just think about from an entrepreneurial perspective, not only engaging on that one-to-one side for ideal clients, but thinking about all the things that you need to do in your business to build your business and think about how to find those people on LinkedIn. It's a lot easier to do on LinkedIn than it is really on any other platform, I feel like. Mm. This is so awesome. Thank you so much for walking us through so much of that strategy. Um, I've just learned a lot and taken a lot of notes because I feel like LinkedIn is a world that I don't know a lot about. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit over to um, the Vertucci Group. Can you yeah. share with us a little bit about um, the amazing company that you created and kind of how you help entrepreneurs? Absolutely. I'm really fortunate. I run the Vertici Group with my husband. And as I shared earlier, my background is in HR and talent acquisition, and his is in marketing and media and advertising. So talk about a great world coming together. <laughs> and so um, our, our business is really about content development and speaking. So a lot of what we've been focused on for years is doing like workshops, speaking at conferences and creating online education courses. So we have a number of courses over on Udemy currently, and we are building new courses this year, really around LinkedIn for business and career development that will be 
moving into our own platform, which I'm really excited about. So we do a lot of workshops and training, both in person and virtually, and we do a lot of content development for online education. And then we obviously uh, offer one-to-one coaching and consulting and group coaching and all the things. So our website is thevertucigroup.com. Our mission really is to educate people on personal branding and networking, which we feel is really relevant regardless of what you do. So whether you're a career professional or an entrepreneur, it really does come down to how you're marketing yourself and who you're connecting with. And we feel we find that people are really overwhelmed with that regardless of what they do. And so we're really excited to be able to kind of share our expertise. We love, you know, getting to go speak in front of audiences or doing our YouTube shows. So it's really fun and it's all educational based. So the virtuchigroup.com and we're always growing and evolving and basically based on what people need help with, we're always trying to pump something out as you know. <laughs> That is amazing. Um, one other thing that you had mentioned um, earlier about repurposing content, it kind of, um, it, it like, I got a little aha moment and I wanted to kind of uh, hear with you. So what you were saying earlier, you could essentially, let's say that you did like an Instagram live and you saved that. Then you could, I don't know, maybe transcribe it and then put that transcription in LinkedIn as an article. Or maybe you could even, can you upload videos? So you can upload videos. And what's really exciting about video on LinkedIn is it's newer. So like it hasn't been around on LinkedIn mm-hmm. as long as other kinds of content. So what I find is that when I upload videos, my organic reach on LinkedIn is way more than even Facebook and Instagram. Cause you know, they're always, you know, you know, you know, Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> they're right, not always right. trying to organically get yourself in front of people for free. Um, and LinkedIn, you know, it's newer to our platform. And so the organic reach of video is really, really high. If you're somebody who is creating a lot of video content, you know, whatever platform you're using, I absolutely recommend um, saving those videos and putting them on LinkedIn. I get a lot of traction that way personally. And I know a lot of other clients that do as well. And then the exciting announcement is at some point in 2019, LinkedIn will have LinkedIn Live, which is actually in beta right now. Some people already have access to it, but it is forthcoming for everyone. Um, so that's one of the fun little inside tips I'll let everybody know about. <laughs> but it's definitely, you know, LinkedIn is trying to move towards a place of video um, because we know that that's where all content is headed. And the last thing I'll add is that the video advertising, again, if you're going to put dollars behind advertising, is a lot more economical um, on LinkedIn, I feel, than content pieces that are written. So that's something to keep in mind if you're somebody who does a lot of video. To the point of your question of repurposing 100%, that is the strategy that I use and that I teach. I create a weekly YouTube episode, and then I use my social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I do all the things just like we all do. (laughs) I just use those platforms to share that episode and draw people back to it. And so I'll create a blurb. I love the transcription idea. That's actually a model that we're we're pretty much decided we're going to move towards ourselves because right now I'm doing all the writing of everything and I'm like, oh, a transcription, that sounds brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think you know whatever your workflow and process is could absolutely be translated to LinkedIn, 100%. I love that. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And I know that you have just some other resources and freebies, if you will, for those listening that want to dive even more into tactical and strategic LinkedIn processes. Um, I would love for you to share with us where we can get those free resources. 
Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way is to go over to our YouTube channel, uh, which is the Vertucci Group TV over on YouTube. And in every single episode in our show notes, we link back to our freebies and we have a a number of them. So based on what you're looking for, you'd be able to find it there. Um, So that's the easiest way. If you go to our website, we have a few listed as well. I have a few of them about LinkedIn and a few about like skill development and career transition. So kind of based on what you're looking for, I think those are the easiest avenues. Awesome. And I know that you shared with us um, a freebie that you have um, a list building tool. And so we're going to make sure to include that link in the iTunes uh, iTunes show notes, as well as in our newsletter too. Um, So you mentioned YouTube and that's what I wanted to ask you about next. I know that you've kind of peppered it in a little bit, but I would love for you to share more about your YouTube channel because it is such a, a phenomenal resource. So I would love for you to share a little bit more to our listeners about your YouTube channel and what you kind of dive into there and what they could expect because I think that a lot of them who listen to this podcast would absolutely be viewers and listeners of your YouTube channel. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, the Vertucci Group TV, our tagline is transforming careers, businesses, and lives. And the content that we put out is really about what what I've already said, personal branding and networking, and how you can use that in your everyday life. And I feel like so much of our life, no matter what you do, is about the relationships that you build and about how you talk about yourself and what it is that you do. And I think that's completely relatable, again, no matter what you're doing in business and life. And so we not only share our own expertise and what it is that we teach on the YouTube channel, but we bring in other experts that are either in hiring and recruiting, that are in marketing and sales, that are other fellow entrepreneurs. And we put that show out every single week. And uh, I love it. And it's fun. And go check it out. (laughs) I love that. And I know that they are going to definitely um, get a lot of good resources. So I'm excited for them uh, to check that out. I think that you're just vast knowledge, sister. You're amazing. Um, Oh, thank you. What does influence mean to you? Influence to me means serving at scale. So being able to take what you do day in and day out and what you're an expert at and getting it to more people, helping reach the masses. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that. Serving at scale. That's great. Um, Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and being the first person on this podcast to strategically share with us everything that we need to know about LinkedIn. I think that this conversation is amazing. I just learned a lot. It's like making me want to jump over to my LinkedIn page right now and change all the things and do all the things. Um, well, so thank you so happy much. to help you with that. If you need any help, you just let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. And so where can people find you? I know that you mentioned your uh, Vertucci Group website earlier, but find you on social, find you on LinkedIn to connect with you, to ask more questions. Of course, um, our listeners are amazing. And, and what we all love to do in our community is screenshot the episodes and they tag you and me in Instagram and they let us know what their biggest takeaway was. So please share your Instagram handle so they know. Yes. Well, on Instagram, I'm Rebecca Vertucci. And um, throughout the interwebs, you can also find us as the Vertucci Group. So we're on YouTube, LinkedIn, of course, Facebook and Pinterest under the Vertucci Group. And then me personally, you can follow or connect with me on LinkedIn under Rebecca Bertucci and on Instagram as Rebecca Bertucci. So I'd love to hear from anyone listening and any of your audience. I personally am among your audience members and love your show. And um, and, and one of those people that do go on Instagram and tag from time to time to say, hey, this is what I learned. So I would love to be included in that. So thank you. Amazing. Well, Rebecca, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, You have definitely put a fire in me to want to be more strategic with my LinkedIn. And I think that others are going to have the light bulb moments. And you definitely answered questions that myself and I know a lot of listeners have been having. So thank you so much for that. 
Thank you. And I'll just add as we wrap, I, the one piece of advice that I always give people about LinkedIn is that it's better done than perfect. Mm. I think what often gets in our way, and I didn't come up with that quote, that's just out there on the interwebs. But I feel that what happens is we, we hold off on doing anything until we feel like it's in perfect shape. And I would just recommend, even if you're only getting the bare bones up of your profile or your company page, it's better to have something out there than to have nothing. So better done than perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place, next week. Next time on the Influencer Podcast. If you really do take on the belief that everything is figure outable, no matter what problem, you bump into, what obstacle you hit, or what area of your life isn't working, you know that it's figure outable. So you don't even need to deal with the limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. You just need to start working on solutions, on creating ways to move forward. So that's why I think this is a really time-saving tool and it simplifies things. So it...